This is Winging It. Welcome. We're glad to have you here. This is the somewhat whimsical, certainly worrying, decidedly wonky, seldom weighty, endlessly well-intentioned, and wildly witty show about music, where one knows what's coming and the other doesn't. This show happens in between both proper to ensure you can spend anywhere from 15 to 180 minutes with me, Christina Baldwin, and Professor P. Soup every week. So, this time we are doing a show that you know nothing about, that is timed with a major musical event. Do you know what that event is? Can you well, guess? Well, ordinarily, by this point, the listeners would hear the audio equivalent of every deer in every pair of headlights <laughs> ever. However, I file this under stuff you find out even though you're not even remotely interested, like the Super Bowl. <laughs> I believe you're talking about the Grammys, and if I'm not mistaken, it's going on this very night. Correct. I believe it is either tonight or was last night, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's tonight. It's Sunday. It's tonight. I yeah. think it's tonight. So we are actually going to cover the seven most unforgivable Grammy Award snubs of all time. Well, actually, let's do six. Let's do six, because the seventh, we're going to just discount that. The six most unforgivable Grammy Award snubs of all time by Cracked.com, or at least offered to us by Cracked.com. But actually, the content comes from a really, really funny podcast called Unpopular Opinion, and it is hilarious. So if you have not heard it yet, yes, please go listen to it, because that is a, one of these shows where he angrily rants about stuff that pisses him off. Sounds like my kind of guy. My kind of guy, too. So let's start with 1992's Best Rock Song. Okay, first of all, the concept of snub is one I don't necessarily subscribe to, although it's a fun-as-hell topic. How do you not subscribe to it? Well, suggesting that somebody was snubbed also implies uh, some sort of dessert on their part, that they actually have it coming to win, and I don't believe anybody does automatically. Mm, but, I don't think uh, it's an automatic thing. I think it's a public opinion thing, and we don't we don't get to vote as the public. Mm. Critics vote for us. So this is kind of the same as you saying, oh, well, I read what the critics say about movies, and I kind of discount it. So they are, in essence, snubbing the movie that you later find out is very, very good. So it's kind of the same sort of thing. So I don't know that you, you don't subscribe to it as much as maybe you're not understanding the context in which Adam is using it. And in this context, I think you're going to start to see why he's calling it a snub. I, I also subscribe to the notion that uh, undeserved uh, Grammys are given out uh, en masse, practically. Right. So that's also where the snubbery, if you will, comes in. <laughs> a hint of snubbery. <laughs> so shrubbery. We will let you uh, let you see whether or not you just subscribe to the, the snub fest that I'm about to share. I agree that there's a lot of snubs all the time. And these are some that really, really upset me and piss me off to this day. So let's get subscribed to the snubbing and let's get started. <laughs> 1992's best rock song. So, and these are not my words, but I echo them. Fuck the Grammy. In 1992, Nirvana deserved a Nobel Priest Priest Prize. (laughs) Try that again. You can if you want. Fuck the Grammy. In 1992, Nirvana deserved a Nobel Peace Prize when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out of left field to overtake the pop and rock music landscape. It also had the pleasing side effect of wiping glitzy, overproduced, bloated hair metal bands right off the map overnight. Nobody had ever heard anything like Nirvana. Nobody had heard anything like Nevermind, for that matter. And uh, such a musical revelation couldn't possibly go unrecognized, or could it? What would happen is that instead of that brilliant, 
brilliant band winning, Eric Clapton won for his unplugged and slowed down version of Layla. In light of the fact that Clapton won approximately 60 more Grammys that evening, at least they could have done was leave him out of this one and let Nirvana have their due. But apparently they were assuming Kurt Cobain would probably live another 25 years and produce an easy listening version that they could just give to him then. Oh, nice. So that still pisses me off to this day. Eric Clapton redoing an old, old, old song in an acoustic way and it winning best rock song the over category nirvana the category is the problem here yes it uh, doesn't belong in there and even smells if, like teen spirit definitely does and yeah should have won i think snub. it's a huge mistake to snub snub or whatever you want to call it it's, a snub. Um, it's uh it's it was, brutal it was just wrong i'm just not wrong. saying that that it wasn't a great version but I'm sorry, it doesn't make any sense. And so that one pissed me off, even though, I mean, I like Nirvana, but I wasn't like a disciple, like yeah. most people at that time. But I was like, what the fuck? I remember like, what What do you mean? That doesn't even make any sense. So that's one that pissed me off. This one, 2000, album of the year, best pop performance and pop vocal album. So let's not kid ourselves. The Grammy voters were dealing with some extremely slim pickings in 2000, and I think, David, <laughs> you agree with that sentiment. I probably would if I knew who the nominees were, yeah. Well, here we go. Pop music was ruled by boy bands. Rock was ruled by the likes of Corn and Limp Biscuit, and rap was at the height of its diamond-encrusted, Rolex-wearing, Bentley-driving, materialistic douchebag phase. <laughs> <laughs> there were, however, a couple of bright moments. For starters... Radiohead made everyone wait what seemed like 20 years to release what their follow-up to their instant classic OK Computer. What f- they finally gave the world was an album that most everyone agreed was one of the most original albums ever made. Then there was Eminem. Was the Marshall Mathers LP controversial? Sure. But it was also the most compelling album to come from a major artist in who knows how many years. Good thing they were both nominated for Album of the Year. I actually, Steely Dan? I actually had that one, by the way, the Marshall Mathers LP. We stand corrected. They could definitely fuck this up, as deserving as he may have been. The Grammy voters would have just done about anything to avoid controversy of giving Eminem the Album of the Year award. Yes, 2000 was the rare year Grammy voters didn't care about record sales. Unfortunately, they also ignored artistic merit in the interest of not wanting people to yell at them. So Steely Dan. Wow. Over, and I'm assuming you're suggesting Eminem. Yeah, well, I mean, best popple, well, popple, <laughs> best pop performance, album of the year, and pop vocal album. Mm-hmm. So those three categories were wiped out by, you know. Really Dan. Yeah, so. Well, I think, uh, I think Shady might have uh, might have really deserved one of those, you know. I, I think. I, I had that one, as I said. I actually had that one. I mean, for sure, there's, you know, I mean, Radiohead, one of the most original albums ever made. Absolutely. Didn't have that one. Yeah, but one of the most original albums ever made, for sure. Whether you like it or not, it's fucking original. And then Eminem, fucking Eminem. That's something Come on. So anyway, Steely fucking Dan. And it's not that I have trouble with Steely Dan, but again, what? What? It's 2,000 people. Just give them one. Give them one. Just... I don't need to give Steely Dan anything. They're good. I was wondering, was the, is there some motive for them to make an album sweep? I mean, isn't getting one or two plenty? Why the hell does a Santana come out, even with as great an album as Supernatural, and get 10 fucking Grammys, you know? I, I don't know. I mean, I just think, you know, again, I, I want them to be on the map. I think it's great that they're on the map, but again... It's a hell of a comeback. So it's like, okay, so Garth Brooks. Every year he wins country music you know, entertainer of the year. So finally, you know what he did? He stepped the fuck down and said, I'm taking myself out of the running so other people can fucking win this. 
because you know what? He's not the only entertainer. Yes, he's the one that we know. Yes, he's the one that's been doing it for years. Yes, he does it amazing. He's he's brilliant. But at some point, you got to go, you know what? I'm good. Let he, the fucking kids win this. He became the Meryl Streep of the music world, Tim. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy shit. I mean, I just feel really bad for all these people that didn't get their just desserts when they really were kicking ass. Steely Dan. I just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's 2000 kids. It's not the 70s. Come on. So then we go to 1978 Best New Artist. Best New Artist. So let's see, 1978. So Elvis Costello, there was Elvis Costello and pretty much everybody else. By the time the award ceremony rolled around in February of 1979, he had already recorded two of the most enduring albums to emerge from the late 70s, as you will attest. And if ever there was a sure winner in the Best New Artist category, Elvis Costello was in, or A Taste of Honey? No way! Oogie, oogie, oogie. Great. (laughs) Very talented pair of ladies, uh, kick-ass bass player and guitar player, but... Elvis Costello, Best come on. Best new artist? Man. Yeah, no. Nah. So in the opinion of the National Academy of Recording Artists and Sciences, what new artists best symbolize the massive shift in popular opinion that was taking place in the 1970s, naturally that would be the one-hit wonder disco band, A Taste of Honey. To the band's credit, while Elvis Costello was busy defying the wishes of NBC on live television, as we've we talked, talked about, about that. that yeah. <laughs> uh, A Taste of Honey dove headlong into the Disco Sucks era with an album... Um, <laughs> that kind of said, hey, it sucks ass. And while it isn't open for debate, it it is really who was the best new artist, I think we know. Following their Grammy, When a Taste of Honey went on to release three more barely noticed albums before disbanding. Meanwhile, Elvis Costello went on to string together an incredible run of near-perfect rock albums through the <laughs> throughout the early 80s and continues to crank stuff out today. So A Taste of Honey, I'm sorry, he was fucking snubbed. Yeah, right from the gate. Well, they really have a lot going for them. They did. Like I said, great musicians. They're, they're great. They're wonderful. However, Best new artist? from the very first album, My Aim is True, you know Elvis had, I mean, he had the goods so much. The songs are absolutely brilliant. Everything about it is is just masterful. You know that, you know, this is a cut above, way, way above uh, Taste of Honey or anybody at the time. Well, I will say, I am not the Elvis Costello fan you are, and even I know that's fucking wrong. Yeah, so fucking yeah that wrong. is wrong. So again, another another painful snub that still bothers me and other people to this day, 1980s Album of the Year. Are Uh-oh. you ready for this shit? Frank Sinatra, Billy Joel, Barbara Streisand, Pink Floyd, Christopher Cross. One of these things is not like the other, but they were all up for Album of the Year in 1980. I seem to recall, who was it? Well... The nominees for Album of the Year 1980 consisted of four fucking legends and one pudgy newcomer. I did not say this as Adam says. <laughs> Best known for the Let theme be song <laughs> from the Dudley Moore movie, Arthur. That's right, Christopher fucking Cross. When up against a group like that, there isn't even an award that you could invent that Christopher Cross would deserve. So I don't want to lie to him, it's true. If there had been a Best Musician in the History of Anything Ever award, he would probably have won that too. In keeping with the long-standing Grammy tradition of heaping praise on shitty artists that quickly fade into obscurity, Cross pretty much vanished after his 1985 album, Every Turn of the World, failed to produce a single Top 40 hit. Are you kidding me? Of all of those people, Billy Joel, and you gave it to Christopher fucking Cross? I admit I got this from you, but... 
Who hurt you? Right? Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you? Who hurt How, you? What did they do to you to make you this bitter? I mean, Barbara Streisand, <laughs> Come on, Pink I, I fucking think, uh, Floyd, Frank Sinatra even. I would even be okay if it was Frank, but you have Pink Floyd there, and I, I just can't. I, I think you need to go I sailing can't. and ride like the wind, frankly. You know, I think you'll feel better. <laughs> I think Christopher Cross needs to go sailing and ride. And I don't have an issue with Christopher Cross, but he should not have won that. There's just no uh, way. I don't know, Pumpkin. I don't you know. You think he should have won that over fucking Pink Floyd? Mm, what was Pink Floyd's album? I don't know. Nineteen yeah, eighty. Say probably Division Bell. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah pretty no, much no. anything yeah. Pink Floyd shat out would be better than what Christopher Cross put out. Right, like the wind, man. So there's no way that he should have won nineteen eighties album of the year. And you know, I just I want to make sure that you're very careful because right now you're losing cred points if you think Christopher Cross should have won nineteen eighties album of the year. Is that what you're? saying just saying he's good i actually actually like old chris i like uh, chris yeah. he should not have won album of the year okay. i'm not saying that he's not a great artist i do enjoy him a great artist in in the you know it, not upper echelon it, but it's, it's good that you can recognize it, that uh, after the way someone hurt you okay not the way somebody hurt <laughs> hurt the academy not me okay so yeah no pink floyd should have won that at very least it should have been billy joel something but there's no way christopher cross should have fucking now i mentioned to know what the albums were but yes go ahead it doesn't it doesn't even matter i'll they, find out later uh pink floyd could have been like you can't uh, stop me shitty shitsville <laughs> and i'd have been like that should have won it was shitty shitsville i think yeah that's the album <laughs> that was the one that year well you know what it should have won it should have fucking won because <laughs> christopher cross all he can do is fucking sail and he should have kept going you wow. know in this particular year so hurt <laughs> yeah academy is is fucking bitch slapped or something okay. i'm not sure 1966 best rock and roll recording the best rock and roll recording category in 1966 was joe so was joe so <laughs> let me try that again if you insist <laughs> 1966 best rock and roll recording the best rock and roll recording category in 1966 was so jam-packed with awesome that even the blindfolded man chucking darts at nominees method could have yielded a deserving winner the list included several future classics eleanor rigby good vibrations last train to clarksville cherish and monday monday take your pick it's all magic right wow now, Heavy. who would take home the gold, you're asking? Oh, yeah. Some bullshit novelty single called Winchester Cathedral was nominated also, but wouldn't they dare? Yes, they would. It won over all of those. No. It went to the group of studio musicians who recorded a goofy slice of pop zaniness that mixes the kind of music your great-grandmother used to do, the Charleston to, with vocals sung through a megaphone to make them sound old-timey. When the monkeys are nominated for a Grammy and they still aren't the least credible choice, you know it's a dark day in Grammy history. <laughs> uh, we had that single. We had that 45, kids. In our house, and we played it all the time. And there's one point where the vocal is uh, run through an effects thing, and it goes Winchester Cathedral, and uh, it's a very demented song. The narrator actually blames the church for his baby leaving town because it is his assertion that the church should have started ringing its bells to stop her from this activity, which is kind of a deranged thing to do. I mean, your chick's going to leave you. She's not going to turn around and go back or stop because the bells of a church ring. But yes, we had it. We loved it. You know what? I Strangely enough, and I'm big on trivia of this sort, I cannot remember the name of the group. Who was it again? I don't know who they are. They didn't, didn't mention the name because oh, okay. it doesn't okay. fucking matter. Yeah. Of course it matters. It's a genius song. 
So, okay, let me let me it's get this straight timey. then. It's I, I need to understand timey. this because this is the second one that you seem to agree with. So you think Christopher Cross should have won that award and you think this shitty, stupid song should have won over Eleanor Rigby, Good Vibrations, Last Train to Clarksville, Cherish, and Monday, Monday. Won over Eleanor Rigby? Not a chance. No, I'm just saying it's a good song. Should have won? Hell no. We Neither just, Christopher Cross. We, no. we just heard yeah. like, you know, 45 minutes of shit about a song no one gives a fuck about. Because I thought you were saying it's a brilliant song and it should have won. Well, it is a great song, but I don't think it should have won, no. Okay, Over Eleanor so Rigby? Hell no. Eleanor Rigby, very interesting story behind that one. Yeah, yeah Eleanor Rigby's a great song. Everything's amazing about that fucking song. So, yeah, another one, another snub. I mean, another snub. I can't even. This is just an upsetting list of bullshit. But again, the Academy, high on the wrong kind of drugs. Or they bath, needed more drugs. Bath salts. <laughs> the Academy was doing bath salts. Yeah. So they were eating faces off of pure strangers in the street. Right. And then... And then voting. And then voting. <laughs> Fuck. That's what... It, that explains it. Yep. Bath salts. And then the last one, 1988's Betel... Betel? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> oh, no. Not this one. Not this one. 1988's Best Metal Performance. Oh, no. I see it coming. It could be argued that without Metallica, there would never have been a Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance. I... I'm not going to argue that. I agree. It had been nearly 20 years since Black Sabbath pretty much invented heavy metal. But most agree that Metallica perfected it and spawned a whole genre of imitators. So, when they decided to award Best Metal Performance to a surprise artist. <laughs> here, here it comes. Um, <laughs> it obviously caused quite a bit of concern. Are the initials JT? <laughs> this was the award that Metallica built. Giving it to anyone else would be unthinkable. Plus, their bass player had just died and the Grammys rarely failed to jump at a sentiment opportunity like that. But no, Jethro fucking Tull won Best Metal Performance of 1988. What in the Fuck. That was pretty much the universal response when Tull's name came out as winner of Best Hard Rock Metal Performance. Now, I don't have an issue with Jethro Tull, but I'm just saying at the end of the day, not Best Metal Performance. Hell no, and it became that actually became sort of like a joke, a running joke. It was like the Milli Vanilli, basically, factor. It became a joke, winning the award like that, because it was so wrong, so ill-conceived. Uh, and of course, somebody, anybody actually metal should have won. Jethro Tull is a progressive rock band. I mean, there's no way they should have been in that category. Or any of their songs really fit that category enough for them to be uh, eligible for an award like that. That was a big mistake. And like I said, it was <laughs> definitely people were blown away, as you said. Every single one of these. That brings us to the end of the six. There was seven, but again, I just let the seventh go. These are some of the most disturbing things that still piss me off to this day and clearly piss other people off to this day. And, you know, we're going to continue to see shit like that because it's it's a lot about flavor of the month right now. And I just hate that. It's been flavor of the month since probably, I want to say, the late 90s. I felt like it was kind of a flavor of the month. Like 98 going forward, it's like, okay. And it's not that... We don't have new music coming out all the time. Now, whether or not I think that music sucks ass is a whole other story. But at the same time, we need to figure it out. If we're going to do best new artist, you know, or best song or whatever it is, we need to make sure that we are staying within the genre and that if there aren't enough genres for the fucking bands that are being nominated, we create genres. Prog rock, there's a genre. Why would you put... Jethro Tull in a metal category. I don't think you would. <laughs> you would if you were normal, and again, not on bath salts, you wouldn't fucking do that. 
You just wouldn't. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So these are some of the most ludicrous. And these are snubs. If ever anyone defines snubs, all of these divine snubs, it's bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. I would have to say you're actually right about that. Um, perhaps I embrace the uh, snub <laughs> snubbery, <mentality>, snubbery <laughs> the, the notion of snubbery more. And, and truly, you know, we don't know, but I'm going to guess that perhaps with the taste of fresh face in your mouth mm. that it affects your voting decisions. That's, That's true. I think it would. Yeah, I think it I would. mean, you got to... Bath salts in your brain. Right. Face in your mouth. You know, eyeball. You're eyeball, like kind you know, of cheekbone, eyeball. Cheek muscles, cheekbone, you know, yeah. right. Yeah, cheekbone, cheek muscles. Yeah. Jawbone. Yeah. Absolutely. There's just no excuse for any of it. And again, it's not that... I'm in love with any of the people that won or didn't win. It just doesn't make sense. And if something doesn't make sense, that's not okay. It seems just wrong. So in this case, there were six examples of just wrong. What I can only hope is that whomever made these fucked up decisions has now gone on to other things, other responsibilities that are are more within what they can handle, because apparently they could not handle the job for which they were hired, and they made stupid ridiculous decisions that will forever shame them they, they will <laughs> they will be a blot that's correct they will be a derision for your uh, they'll be a, basically a running joke for years however i will guess this person now makes one hell of a pot of coffee <laughs> <laughs> i bet they do excuse me can i pardon me can i have another cup please all right thank you we've actually employed one of those people here as an intern yeah we have so interns, it's, it's yeah. very very helpful and so what i do they'll give me my coffee and i slap them just to remind them of the the six atrocities that we talked about today that's right it's only right it's only right and uh yeah so snubbery is real and it was alive in 1992 in 2000 in 1978 in 1980 in 1966 and most assuredly in fucking 1988 metallica you are the fucking kings i'm sorry that's your award you built it it's yours you should have it they built that city no, they built that award. Not <laughs> <No>. the same. <laughs> I actually recently, in doing some research, perhaps for an introduction to the show, perhaps mm. not, uh, uh, perused a list of Grammy-winning songs of the year mm. going back through time, and there is a disturbing tendency towards novel songs, novelty songs, right? right? Or songs that it's just come out of the blue, it's a one-off, and it's just because it's so... Wacky, right? You know, You're like, you know, okay, might as well. I mean, it's the Winchester Cathedral effect. Even right. though I do, <laughs> even though I do think that was a fine song. I'm you know? sorry, I'm surprised I mean, Disco I'm Duck talking, didn't make it. Mambo Number no. Five didn't make it. The uh, Macarena. Well, then why don't we just have all those be fucking Grammy winners? Well, I mean, there's don't worry, be happy. You know oh, that kind of God. thing. I mean, it's that always seems even. to make it. But okay, I can't even. but yeah, I kind of am on board in this case. Yeah, uh, snubbery. Got to be. I'll have to be a effect. curmudgeon about something later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you reserve your you reserve. Hate to be so, for, uh, so agreeable for, here. So agreeable. You know? What the hell? Yeah, but somebody must have hurt me too. You know? <laughs> many people, many right. people have have hurt you, and apparently the academy. So I'm hoping that tonight their decisions are a little less painful than these though i fear they will not be because many of the artists that are up for grammys are people that i i don't know that i would actually call them musicians no i actually happened to see on television Uh-oh. a list a partial list of some of the performers for this grammy award oh, yeah. and it chilled me to the bone i have I, to say ooh. you know post fucking malone uh, yeah it was uh, pretty pretty scary uh not cardi b megan the stallion oh of course you have to oh, have megan oh, the stallion yeah. she can do body yaddy 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 Wonderful, wonderful artists on tonight. Oh. I remember I used to 
to just wait for the Grammys. It was yeah. it was like the Academy yeah. Awards. You wanted to watch it. There were parties for it. I mean, back in the VHS days, I recorded it and we rewatched it. I haven't watched the Grammys in years because I don't give a fuck about any of the music that's out right now, really, mostly. Unless it's in the alternative, rock category, metal, all that kind of stuff. But all of the pop and even some of the rap and the hip-hop that's out right now, I just, I'm out. You might disagree with me, but the only credible artist I think that was on the list that I can remember, of course, now you got to factor in the whole senility thing, but uh, Taylor Swift. Apart from that, it was a, a shitstorm. It really was. You know, I have to say, I apologize. I did not actually see the list of Grammys because, again, I don't care. No, these were performers. A lot of oh, times performers. they're not up for something. Oh, yeah. then I don't give a yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. no. If, if the only one that was a bright light was Taylor Swift, I'm sure I'm on board. And Taylor Swift is a great performer, a great artist. Again, not a great singer, but I love her. I'm in. I get her. And I think what she has to offer is great. I just wish more artists would follow suit. I really do. But uh, since that's not likely to happen, the Grammys are dead to me. And maybe perhaps they were dead to me when some of these atrocities occurred. And I just limped along with them, hoping that they would come back to the institution that I knew and loved. When Michael Jackson won 700 awards in one night, that was the Grammys that I got. made sense to me now. I don't get it. Oh, yeah, and what we were saying before about uh, the old guard not hogging all the Grammys and letting some of the new kids go. Mm -hmm. However, then you have reverse atrocities like Led Zeppelin being up for Grammy for Best Rock Performance and losing it to Imagine Fucking Dragons. Seriously? Imagine Dragons was a huge hit. And they're better than 90% of the shit that's out there, but still. They were up against Led, Led Zeppelin's Zeppelin. 2007 version of Cashmere. Come on now. Come on now. But again, there's that whole like reprising their old song. Should it have won again? I it, don't but know. But it is for performance, and Black Sabbath did that is, for the same thing. Now, that is different. If it's for performance, yeah. fuck yeah. Any, it's anyone's yeah. game. Sabbath did win one, I think, for Iron Man. So yeah. And I'm for, sorry. For performance, and that was a hell of a performance of oh, that song. Yeah. So, and I listened to Imagine Dragons. I was saying to myself, eh, it's going to be one of those oh, 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 oh shit things. And it was. It, it was exactly that. It's okay. It's anthemic. It's, you know, I get it. But again, up against up against real, raw, enduring talent, I can't abide by that. And it's not just, oh, I love Zeppelin and I hate Imagine Dragons. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying... No, good performance is a good performance. It's not apples to apples, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And that's, that's what the Grammys is about. Is it apples to apples? No, you're looking for apples versus oranges. And I'm sorry, but Led Zeppelin is a fucking orange. Oh, 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 oh. I would have no. to agree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyway, sorry, Grammys, you are dead to me. And it's very sad. These are some of the many, numerous, as you just mentioned, bazillion snubs that are out there, but some of the most painful, most enduring, and that stay in the collective conscience of <laughs> of all of us and probably will for the rest of our lives because it makes no sense. I think even Metallica wakes up soaked in sweat from that shit. I, I knew that one was coming. As soon as you talked about uh, that category, I said, oh, yeah, it's, it's the oh, hell yeah. it's the taller one. However, uh, and not, I love Jethro yeah, Tull. Not to say anything wrong with Jethro Tull. In fact, uh, just if I were to be prescient here a little bit, I Ooh. think that perhaps <laughs> a member of Jethro Tull might come up in uh, Birds of a Feather. How next inch- week. Ooh, yeah. I bet I know what section, but I'm not going to say anything. Yes, I'm going to be quiet. Of course you do. Shh, <laughs> of course you do. You're the only one who actually understands what the features are on the show. 
<laughs> you must also understand because you, you wrote for it. Yes, that's true. So, well, thank you, David, for taking this uh, little ride with me down Grammy history. Uh, you know, the ugly, not even the good or the bad, just the ugly. Yeah. And uh, I guess fu- this is fugly. Yeah. This is really fugly. And <laughs> thank you for coming around to understanding snubbery is a real thing, and it was alive and well in all of these years, and they fucked our peeps. But you know what? Fuck the award shows. We will just judge them on their own merits individually, and we will move on with our lives. So, Grammy, do what you will. <laughs> yeah, and they're out there doing it tonight. Heaven so, only knows who who's walking away with an award tonight <laughs> that's going to uh, just turn your heart to stone within you to hear. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, now that we have uh, thoroughly covered that topic, I guess that only leaves for you to say... Let's fly this coop. This has been Birds of a Feather on Fusion Music Radio.